0: Our gospel lesson, once again, is going to come from Matthew's gospel. From Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13, we'll be reading again from the Lord's Prayer as found in Matthew's gospel. Matthew chapter 6, verses 9 through 13. Pray then in this way Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we also for have forgiven our debtors. And bring us not into the time of trial, but rescue us from the evil one. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. I heard a, I heard a, uh, um, a professor say one day about the faith. Then um, they were talking about the Lord's Prayer. They said it's so simple that a child can memorize it, but so complex that a theologian can't understand it. And that's that's kind of today, y'all. Uh today's passage is what? One, two, three, four, five, seven verse, seven words. Give us this day our daily bread. So I guess I could um uh, let you off easy and just, you know, seven words, seven minutes and be done, but I don't really uh I don't really roll that way with my sermons. You know that by now. Give us today our daily bread. There's there's certain um there are certain biblical concepts and phrases that really exist outside of Scripture. If you were, if you've been watching our our online Bible studies on Wednesday nights, we've talked about evangelism, and this past week I talked about the Roman Road and a, and a tool for, uh, that we can use the Book of Romans for evangelism and how to share the gospel with individuals. But one of the things I talked about was how um, part of what we face today in our world is that so many don't put a lot of stock into Scripture. And so just because you quote the Bible doesn't mean anything to a lot of people. That's where we are now in today's world. And so it's interesting to me that there still are certain phrases and concepts that exist outside of Scripture uh, that are biblical, but that people probably have lost the biblical context of you know I think I think the great example of that's always David versus Goliath anytime there's an upset in a basketball tournament or a football game or anytime a smaller school beats a larger school you know David beat Goliath well some people may be familiar with the biblical story of David and Goliath but a lot of folks might not be they just know that's a story about when a when a little fella beats a big fella David beat Goliath yeah there's There's a biblical foundation to that story, of course, that we know. And I think, honestly, today's um, scripture, Give Us This Day Our Daily Bread, is one of those concepts that kind of exist outside of the Bible. We don't really even, we do, that are in the church, but a lot of folks might not even really realize the biblical context for our daily bread. Um, (laughs) Some of you may have grown up reading uh, the old book, the, the devotional God, our daily bread. I, I, we grew up reading the upper room as many of us do. And of course, as we do here at St. Matthew's, but, um, but that, that the, I, I used to joke with my Baptist friends that, uh, our daily bread was the Baptist upper room. I don't know if that's true or not, but, but, but it, it sure felt that way when, when I was a kid, um, that, that we know that, um, our daily bread is a concept that, um, we all kind of know about even if we might not always know the biblical foundation of it or even if the world might not know the biblical foundation of it but today talk about something very important our daily bread our need you might be you might be familiar with uh, with with a, with a chart called the hierarchy of needs that talk about what we need things that we need you know the, the most the most basic things that we need Our food, shelter, and clothing. Those really are, you know, those three things, food, shelter, clothing, beyond anything else in life, are essential to living. We can't live without food, shelter, and clothing. Um, There are other things that we like that are important that make life beneficial. But if you don't have food, you don't have shelter, you don't have clothing, you're not going to live the, those three are the foundation of the hierarchy of need. Without those three things, we, we can't even imagine what life would be like or what life would be like. So to talk about our daily bread is in many ways talking about that bare basis of, of survival. If you remember, I think survivors show on TV, you know, that's the things people would want is food, shelter, and clothing. Anytime you have those survival shows, the first thing they do is make sure they have something to eat, some, some shelter, something to keep themselves warm, you know, food, shelter, clothing. So to talk about getting our daily bread is to talk about that basic hierarchy of need. We need these things to live. We can't live without food. We need our daily bread. If we don't have something to eat, we're not going to live. One of the things that, you know, I've had this conversation with, with Holly many times, you know, her being a dietitian. Towards the end of our life, we lose our appetite. We we don't we don't want to eat. That happens to us. We need food to live. starvation is one of the leading causes of death in the world. And it's such a odd juxtaposition you know to have so much hunger in this world we live in yet so have also have such affluence in this world we live in and, and I think that uh, it's like uh, like the great theologian Uncle Ben said in Spider-Man with a uh, great power comes great responsibility and those of us who have so much have a responsibility to help those who have so little. We really do. Uh, I, think that's, I think that's one of the things that God will require of us as Christians is those of us particularly in the West, particularly in America, that have so very much. How are we helping those that have so very little? Because without, without food, we can't live. It's that simple. We, we can't live. Here's the interesting thing, though. God knows we need that. There's the great, uh, the great verse where Jesus tells us to seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, and all these things will be added unto us. Well, if you go back and look what He's talking about, and all these things, if you go back and look at the the teachings He's teaching, He's talking about food, and shelter, and clothing. He says, "Which of you, um, uh, you know, you you f- worry about clothing? But look at the consider the lilies of the field. Are they not a- arrayed in all of its glory?" Yet they're throwing the fire tomorrow. God knows. God knows we have need of food. God knows we have need of shelter. God knows we have need of clothing. God knows that there are things in our life that we literally need to survive. Without them, we will not survive. God knows that. God is not blind to our needs. God is not blind to what we need to live. God's not unaware of these things. God is God is not God is not, not paying attention to these things. God's aware of them. God knows our needs. And today, we're praying, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Give us what we need for this day. This is not a theoretical ask. This is not a, This is not a, This is not some type of a you know, a pie in the sky, by and by type of thing. This isn't. This isn't something that oh, we're speaking metaphorically. No, we we need our daily bread. We need food to eat. If we don't eat, we'll die. It's that simple. If we don't eat, we'll die. Lord, give us today what we need today to live. Give us our daily bread. I think that is uh, something I think there's two things he's really teaching us in this notion of our daily bread, the bread for today. And I think the biblical imagery of manna in the Old Testament is, is important. Uh, manna is one of, the, one of the neater stories to me in all the Bible where the Israelites were, were hungry. And God gave them the food of angels, gave them manna from heaven to feed them. But there were a couple of interesting things about manna. One is the thing with the manna in the Old Testament is they could only gather enough for that day. They couldn't, they couldn't gather enough for two days. The only day they were allowed to gather extra was, on, was the day before the Sabbath. They were commanded to gather enough for that day, um, for, that, for the day they were living, and also for the Sabbath day. That way they would not have to work on the Sabbath day. But if you gathered, if nobody was looking and you gathered a little bit extra, it would rot. It, it would rot. God was teaching the Israelites with manna. First, he was teaching them To trust in Him daily. Trust in Him daily. I want enough to take care of me forever. (laughs) Uh, I, 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 I like having enough to not worry. That doesn't require a lot of faith, does it? Notice it's not saying, give us this day our weekly bread. Give us this day our monthly bread. I'd like our monthly bread. <laughs> I'd like to get enough bread on the first of the month to, to make it la- and know how to make it last all month. That'd be great. I'd love that. Now, give me enough bread for today. I'm going to trust in you for today, God. And then I'm going to trust in you tomorrow for tomorrow and the next day for the next day. Give us this day our daily bread. Give me what I need to trust in you today, in God. I'm going to trust in you today. The Bible says without we talked last week about faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. God, teach me to trust in you to have faith for today, that you will meet my needs for today, that you will take care of me for today, that you will provide for me for today. I think, I think one of the one of the um, things that we do the most now is that we don't truly live in the moment and we always rush ahead to what's next I do I'm so guilty of rushing ahead to what's next I don't take time to enjoy what was what is happening now because I'm always thinking about well, what's next uh, I saw an interesting tweet the other day about somebody talking about sobriety and they said they only could become sober when they learned to treat each day like it was their first day of sobriety like when they treated each day like a brand new day and didn't worry about yesterday or didn't don't worry about tomorrow, but treated this day like that first day of sobriety. That's how they managed to stay sober for many years. It is not focusing on the years they've stayed sober, but it's focusing on the day that's in front of them. Give us this day our daily bread. Give me what I need for today, God. Give me what I need for today. Manna teaches us that God will provide what we need for today and teaches us that God will take care of us because it teaches that God is looking out for us. God didn't have to give them manna. <laughs> God could give them white bread from heaven. <laughs> you know, He didn't have to give them manna. He didn't have to give them the food of the angels. God's going to meet our daily needs, y'all. It says in the Bible, it says he knows we have need of these things. He knows it. He knows it. So we learn to trust in Him completely. So we we learn to trust that He will provide the provisions of this day. We learn to trust in Him that He is going to take care of us completely. See, this daily bread business is about trusting God, it's about trusting God to take care of our physical needs. And trusting that God is a God who's going to take care of us. Those are the two things that manna can teach us. That he, w- he, he will take care of what we need today. But greater than that, that God is a God who knows what we need. We can trust him because he knows us. We can trust him for the, for the practical of today's need. But we can trust him for the theoretical of all that we are. Because he knows us. I think man is a perfect biblical illustration for what our daily bread looks like but here's here's the thing with our daily bread is we need it once again this is th- this is not some theoretical lord give me self enlightenment type thing this is lord help me live <laughs> lord this is lord give me what i need to live today give me what i need to live and so i think that is interesting what we're going to talk about in the weeks to come is Lead us not into temptation because you know where temptation comes from a lot of times? I mean, temptation is going to come from the the notion of greatness and whatever, but you want to really put your faith to the test? What would you do to survive? Idolatry is, as I've said before, about faith. Because the people of God were tempted to worship idols, not because they needed an extra church service to go to. They were tempted to worship idols because they felt like the idols could provide additional food for them. The idols would help them live in their minds. The idols were a safeguard. They didn't trust God to give them their daily bread. Even though he'd already done it, even though he'd already provided the manna, he'd he'd already given them their daily bread, They didn't fully trust him to keep providing it. They fell into the idolatry with these idols who they believed would help them. Would help them have enough to eat when God's already promised that. So they fell into idolatry. They They fell into bad political alliances with Egypt and Syria to protect them, to give them food to eat, safety and security. See, our daily bread's the hard one. It's the hard one. Because it's so practical. As a father, I would do anything to take care of my family. I want my children to have all that they need. Not all that they want necessarily, but all that they need. I want my family to have all that it needs. Now, let's be honest. Sometimes we get our needs and our wants confused, don't we? (laughs) Most all of us have all that we need. We don't have all that we want. We have all that we need. What if we didn't? You know, the Israelites fell into temptation because they didn't trust God to take care of their daily bread, to take care of their daily needs. That's what tripped them up. This passage is about trust. God, I trust in you. I trust in you, God. To take care of me. I trust in you, God, to take care of my children. I trust in you, God, to take care of my wife. I trust in you, God, to take care of my church. I trust in you. See, trusting in God for our daily bread is ultimately about letting go of control. Letting go of control. I want to work for my daily bread. I want to earn my daily bread. I want to hear an add a boy for your daily bread. I'm, works, of, works of value, in my opinion. I'm a big fan of work. But also my daily bread comes from God. And when I understand that, I am so abundantly thankful for my daily bread. Because if I've earned it, I'm satisfied with what I've done. Look at, look at this. We have we have enough to eat because of how hard I've worked or, or we're bitter because we don't have, we don't feel like we've gotten what we've earned. But when our daily bread becomes a gift from God, then we're satisfied because it's not earned. Our daily bread is not earned. Our daily bread is a given. given. Our daily bread is received. Give us this day our daily bread. It's interesting, though, when you look at the Greek of the word "daily." The word it, the word "daily" has an interesting translation. the The, the word the word there is not one that we see often in Scripture. It could, it could actually be translated as well "super substantial." God give. What does that mean? So as much as there's a focus on this word for daily, there's also in this a focus on, if you will, living bread. God gives us not just our physical daily needs, but our deeper spiritual needs. Our daily bread is not just the literal daily bread that we eat, but our daily bread becomes the spiritual bread that we eat, that is Jesus Christ. So, It isn't just having our physical needs met through sustenance, but it's having our spiritual needs met through Christ. God, give us this day our daily living bread. Like the old song goes, in the morning when I rise, give me Jesus. See, Jesus says this to us earlier. Remember when the devil's tempting him? Which one of the temptations the devil tries to do? He says, hey, see those stones there? I want you to make them bread. You hungry, make you a sandwich. To which Jesus replies, man, it's not live by bread alone, but by every word, every word from the mouth of God. I don't just live off physical bread, but I live off the spiritual bread that is God's word. God's logos, if you will, as John 1 talks about, the living word of God, the living bread of God Jesus Christ, give us this day our daily bread. is isn't just God, give me what I need physically for the living of this day, but God, give me what I need spiritually for the living of this day. Because the greatest food that I'm ever going to eat is not just the physical feast, but the greatest food I'll ever eat is the spiritual feast prepared by Jesus Christ in his word, prepared by Jesus when he meets me daily. Give me this day my daily bread. It's not just meeting of my physical needs, God, but give me my spiritual needs. Because if I have my physical needs met, but I'm spiritually starving that I'm not really living because man does not live by bread alone, but by every word from God's mouth. Lord, give me the living bread that is Jesus Christ. So when we see this daily bread, we see it not just, not just simply for our physical needs, but God, give me the spiritual bread that one day I'm gonna feast on at the wedding feast of the lamb when his kingdom comes. His kingdom comes. When his kingdom comes completely, and we enter into the wedding feast of the Lamb for eternity, we will have spiritual food, and that spiritual food will be our daily living bread, which is Jesus. So the only way, the only way the kingdom comes, the only way his will is done in me is for me to have had my daily bread. My daily living bread. My daily encounter with my Savior. I think sometimes, at least for me, I can't, can't speak for you. I'm only speaking for Andy here. One of the reasons why I struggle with temptation or things like that is because I try to make my life about me bowing up and doing it right. And I'm not real good at that. <laughs> None of us are, are we? And I found in my life the only path for true growth and spiritual out spirituality and life is to surrender, to get out the way, let the Spirit work within me. That can't happen apart from Jesus, y'all. I want to bow up and do it, just like I want to bow up and earn my daily bread. I want to bow and do it. But God says, no, trust in me. Trust in me for your physical provision. I think he's also telling us to trust in him for our spiritual provision. Our daily bread. Our daily bread. We're hungry, y'all not not physically hungry but spiritually we're hungry for our daily bread feed us from heaven till I want no more we're hungry y'all and we're not going to find our Hunger satisfied the stuff of this world. We're not gonna find it with more stuff, more success, more whatever. No. It's gonna be like salt water, it's just gonna make us thirstier, gonna make us hungrier. But we're we're satisfied with the living bread of Jesus Christ. Give us this day our daily bread. That's what we need, y'all. Our daily bread. God will provide for our daily provisions. God will provide for our spiritual provisions. But first we gotta learn to trust. Trust in Him to do it. I'm not I'm not a cook. I'm an eater, but I'm not a cook. And one of the more amazing things about cooking, when Holly makes stuff from scratch or my mama makes stuff from scratch, is to see a bunch of ingredients. I think, how are you going to make a meal out of that? <laughs> it's still still amazing to me. It's still so amazing to me to see a bunch of ingredients become a meal. I love I, I love the cooking shows on TV. Um, I, I love we love watching them. Uh, we like Chopped and you'll see them get the craziest things like how are you going to make a meal out of a bird's nose and some 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 soy milk how well, how are you going to make this happen and they always do and i'm like how do you take these parts and make it how do you create something out of all this it's amazing to me it's amazing to me to see all these different parts become a meal God's making a meal, y'all. We might not understand Him. In our physical life, in our spiritual life, our physical needs and our spiritual needs, God's preparing a feast for us, y'all. He's going to provide our daily bread. We might not always know how, but we always know that He will. Give us this day our daily bread. Teach us, oh God, to trust. Let's pray. Father, we thank you for giving us today our daily bread. We thank you for giving us more than we need in life, God. Help us, oh God, to know the depth of your love, the depth of your mercy, and the depth of your provision. We love you, Jesus. We ask it in your sweet and holy name. Amen. Today, as our service comes to a close, perhaps you've never made the decision to put your full faith in Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior. Perhaps you've never tasted and seen that he's good. Perhaps you've never decided to feast on him daily. You've never made the decision to accept Jesus. Friends, today is a great day to make that decision to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. It's the most important decision you'll ever make. If you've not made that decision yet, we would love to have a conversation with you as a church family about how it is that you can become a Christian. Please reach out to us. We'd love to talk to you about how you can become a Christian. Perhaps you'd like to learn more about joining our church. We'd love to have a conversation with you now about how you can become a member of St. Matthew's. Shoot me or any of our staff an email. We'd love to let you know how you can become a member. Perhaps there's just some great need in your life you need to pray about. Reach out to us. Contact us. We'd love to be in prayer with you now about how it is that we can help you experience Christ and his grace at this moment. But no matter where you find yourself today, know that Jesus Christ stands here ready to meet you. So as we now bring our service to a close with our final hymn, we invite you to pray with us. We invite you to sing now with us.